What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Nas, Nazir, Naziri, Nazir, whatever you want to call it. But nah, it's really Nas. I just, it's just funny how people butcher it. So I just want to give you guys a couple, you know, a little, little audio because I was feeling up to it tonight or this morning or whatever you want to call it. So this episode, we're going to talk about um, dealing with depression and my suicidal thoughts. So I was about like a month on T and there was no changes yet, but like with my hormone and like my feelings and my rage and my anger and my attitude was definitely changing a little bit, but no like physical features yet for me. So I was really like kind of like all over the place mentally, meaning that I had days where I was like in the best of moods and I had days when I was really at the bottom. And like I told you guys, I was really going through it. Like I was really going through it at this point because there was a change happening in my body and I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea how to deal with them. I had no idea how to prepare for them. Nothing. So uh, I told you guys I was very suicidal at one point. Um, it's kind of embarrassing, but, you know, it was part of my journey. So I told you guys that y'all was going to see every part of me, every scar and every artery, like my man J. Cole said, and then I could fall. But um, I dealt with suicide, and um, there was a point in time in my life when I was on T, which was my first month, that I no longer want to be a walking earth. And um, it was not only because I was on testosterone, but it was also because I was having problems at home with my significant other. And I thought my life was done and over with. I didn't want to live through the results. I didn't want to live with the pain. I didn't want to live with anything because I was just in a really bad place. I actually... um, Hurt the woman that I loved because of some selfish thoughts. So at that point, it felt like suicide was the best option. And dealing with being suicidal and being homeless and being depressed was not fun. It was not fun at all. There were days where, like I said, I was up and there were days I was down. And there, the bad, the worst days was the days where. I really didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to shower. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to do anything. When I was having these thoughts and I was having, going through this, I was currently living with my aunt and my mother. And I was um, sleeping on an air mattress in the basement at my aunt's house. And I was still doing my shots. But... There was there was that that was definitely a rough period of my life when I was on T it was the first couple of months. So people think that you know you're on T and you present yourself well and you carry yourself well, but a lot of people have no idea what goes on behind the closed doors with this transition and the people that live it with you every single day. I really feel like I owe the people in my life that have lived with me 
through this so far, everything, because there wouldn't be no me without them. There, I wouldn't have the courage I have today. I wouldn't have the balls I have today if it wasn't for them. And damn, I'm about to cry telling y'all this, but uh, going through this tea, it was like, like I said, the suicidal thoughts were real for me. I planned out how I was going to do it. I had written a letter to my mother. I wrote a letter to my best friend. I wrote a letter to a lot of people in my life and, you know, just telling them that I'm sorry. And, you know, there was nothing they could do because I no longer wanted to be here. And I remember that day like it was yesterday. I drove around, drove around. I parked my car at a, I parked my car and I had my phone on Do Not Disturb and nobody could get through. And my best friend was calling me and calling me and calling me, trying to see where I was at and nothing, nothing. Um, then I had a, my therapist called me and she asked, was I okay? And I told her no. And she asked me what was going on. And I told her I wanted to kill myself. And she asked me where I was at. And I told her I won't disclose where I was at. I told her. And she asked me if I can get somewhere to a friend's house. And I went to my friend's house. And she sent the cops over. The cops came, they took me to, um, they took me to the crisis center. This was like a couple days before Christmas. They took me to the crisis center. I stayed there for a couple of hours, you know, and I just laid there, just feeling like I just wanted to all be over. Cause I felt like if it was over, I wouldn't hurt no more. I wouldn't be in no more pain. I wouldn't be no. I wouldn't be suffering no more. I wouldn't have these feelings. I wouldn't be homeless. I wouldn't be a bunch of things. But to this day, I'm thankful that my therapist called, and I'm thankful for my best friend blowing up my phone. Cause it wasn't for them people. I probably wouldn't be here. Y'all probably wouldn't even know who Nas was. But. These thoughts really do be real, and it really is scary when you're in the moment and you think about it and all, because you don't think about how your mother's going to feel, how nobody's going to feel, or how many people you really will hurt if you take yourself out. So it's uh, I'm glad I made it through. And while I was going through the suicidal thoughts and the depression, I stay taking my testosterone shot because I'm a not because I'm not gonna say because I'm a fighter because I didn't want to fight no more, but because I had made a commitment to myself to do the to go through with this transition. That's why I stayed um, doing my shots because I knew that this is all part of it. Like it was all part of the process, but. Looking in retrospect in that moment, hell no. Hell no. I did not want to do this shit no more. Um, The depression was real for me because 
I never, I guess I never knew what depression was. Like, I think I always just fought through it. But when you're diagnosed with it and you have to take, you know, the antidepressant every day, you kind of realize, like, yo, like, damn, this really is being depressed. Like, it's a different type of emotion. It's, you have no, for me, I had no energy to do nothing. I didn't want to, like I said, I didn't want to shower. I didn't want to. I just wanted to lay there and sleep and sleep. I didn't want to put on no face to go out into the world, to go to work, to pretend like I was okay. I didn't want to do nothing, but I kind of got lucky when I was kind of going through all this because I was off of work for about a week and a half for Christmas break. But I kind of just wanted to lock myself away and just uh, disconnect with the world for a little bit. And like I said, you got to put that face on every day. And that's the hardest part about being depressed. So I wish people would really be easier on people when, like, they, you know, when you're going through stuff. But that also, going through that, also taught me that you got to be kind to people. Because you never know what somebody's going through behind closed doors. So that taught me to be very kind to people and be very mindful of the things people go through because you have no idea the strength it took for them to get up in the morning. That morning I get up and go to work, so that's definitely something I learned about going through going through that part of my life was you know, be kinder to people because you never know what they're going through. So um after my after the suicidal thoughts and after well I I'm probably still am depressed. Like, I just probably don't. It's probably, I probably know how to control a little bit better, but I still probably have moments. But after getting through the suicidal um, thoughts and really getting back to who I was becoming, I started to get more happy with the transition because I did start seeing the results of taking tea. And I was learning how to hone in on my emotions a little bit more because this shit could be wicked. It could be really just you could be the meanest person in the world and nobody has a clue who you are. So I started to hone in on those emotions a little bit but I still had them. But I just learned how to distance myself and keep my distance from people. And uh, I lost my train of thought. Distance myself from people so now I'm probably like two months, two months on the T, two or three months on T, and I am seeing the results, but it's all like it works inside out. So um, I believe my voice started to crack a little bit, or you can like hear the change in my voice, and that was kind of scary because it was kind of well it wasn't scary it was more funny than anything because my voice would crack at random moments and I was like why did my voice sound like that but still to this day I don't think my voice has changed at all but some people think it has if you know me for a long time it probably has to you but um still getting used to taking a tea still getting used to that and like I told you guys um I would dive back into things at work so at work I was well I was I was being called at Nas at work he him and his and um at work I got told that um 
I can no longer use the women's restroom in our building. I don't know what happened, but I could no longer use the women's restroom in our building. So I had to go upstairs to the second floor of our building and walk down a hallway and go to the restroom because um, they somebody had said that they want because I want them to respect my pronouns, I have to go to a different bathroom. And most people would have been, a, I was a little, I'm not going to lie, I was definitely upset by it at first. Like, well, damn, I don't even have those body parts yet. But when I sat down and I thought about it, I honestly wasn't tripping no more. Because I do understand that it's like, hey, you want to call you a guy, but you still come to the women's restroom. So I understood where they were coming from after I sat down and thought about it. And I'm not mad at it because it's like my own little private bathroom at work, but it is what it is. <laughs> so that didn't take a toll on my mental, but um, going into the bathroom in public became really hard. Like I already struggled with going to the bathroom in public when I was when I identified as lesbian. But now I'm going to the bathroom and I identify as trans. Because at this point in my transition, I still had my top. I still had my breast and everything. But I stopped kind of using the bathroom so much in public because I was noticing little changes in my body. So I stopped using the bathroom in public as much. Or if I go, I try to find a family restroom so I could just go in by myself and not have to worry about the stairs or, the, you know, different little things like that. So that never that didn't bother my mental really too much, but it is kind of funny still. I mean, like not not still, but it was kind of funny when I would go into the women's restroom if I couldn't find a um if I couldn't find a family or gender neutral restroom. The stares that women give you is like always gonna be the funniest thing to me. I've I've overcame that, so yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Yeah, I overcame that. So. Uh, I'm still going to therapy at this point. At this point, uh, I took my mother to therapy, and my therapist explained to my mother what gender dysphoria is. And I will give you a definition of gender dysphoria, but I did not look it up in time forget when I was doing this podcast. So it's just gender dysphoria. So if you want to Google what it is or however you get your information, you're more than welcome to gender dysphoria. So... The therapist told my mom what gender dysphoria was, and I wish y'all knew how much of a big deal this was for my mom to go to therapy because my mom is definitely not the type of person to go to therapy. If you know my mom, then you know, but she's not the type of person to go to therapy because she's just like, whatever, like it's her life. But she went, and that was like a really good moment for me. Like, I, she probably made my world, and she doesn't even know it. And oh, also, too, I have this point, I have taken Lena to therapy with me. And like I told you guys, Lena is somebody that plays a huge part in my life. She is like a second mother to me. She is the mother that listens, let me be me, and loves to have fun, but is also there for me to tell stuff that I cannot tell my mom or talk to my mom about. She's kind of like the emotional parent for me, meaning that. She provides me the emotion. She stops and understands me and lets me be me and try to see where I'm coming from. And we have an amazing bond that is truly, truly unbreakable. And I love that woman to death. So Lena has been in therapy with me and so has my mom at this point. 
And um, so, yes, that's where we're at with that. So a couple months on T, depression and anxiety. Um, But yes, my mental was really still all over the place. It was like a circus in my mind, like the emotions, the everything. But I'm really, I was learning at this point in my transition, I'm learning to control myself control my emotions and control where I'm at with those emotions and for me that is huge because I've never been in control of my emotions so I was working on this and I was really proud of myself because I was learning where my emotion was coming from and learning that I'm not going to be the same person that I was before and there's going to be parts of me that has to be letting go in order to grow so going to therapy was definitely part of this so I just want to give you all a quick little podcast for the day I am actually getting ready to go to sleep because I have to get up and go to work in the morning. But I'm getting ready to go to sleep, so I appreciate y'all for tuning in. It's your boy Nas, a.k.a. Nazir, Nazir, <laughs> anything you want to call me. But like I always tell y'all at the end of my video, this is my transition. This ain't from nobody else's point of view. This is mine. This is what I went through. This is everything that I've felt, everything that I've been through. So... Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great night. It's Mother's Day weekend. Spend time with your mothers. Tell your mothers you love them. Mother figures, whatever you want to call it. But thank you guys for tuning in. Getting ready to go to bed. Appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all tell y'all friends and family. Download that Anchor app. Good night.